This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Let's talk some hockey right here. It is playoff time for minor hockey, soon to be for the pros. And I tell you, it's looking like there might be a fair number of Canadian teams in the NHL postseason this year. But let's talk about it at the minor hockey level. Uh, you know, my kid's season just wrapped up a, a little while ago. Bounced out of the playoffs. Yeah, three-game series, went down to the wire. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> we didn't have home ice advantage, and the team that did, well, we had to drive a, a fair ways to get there. But that's how it goes. The playoffs begin. Once you're out of the playoffs, you're done. Now, the Bantam AA level, you, you would think that that's a, a, a little more serious, a much more competitive level of hockey. The story from this weekend, though, this is weird. Uh, well, I don't want to play this for you. This is uh, from our, our global colleagues yesterday, Lisa McGregor covering the story for Global News. Here's the situation they ran into. Bantam AA quarterfinal playoff game tied after 60 minutes. And then they realized, well, our ice time is up. We don't have time to fit in overtime. So what did they do? A Bantam AA team is devastated tonight after their season ended because of a coin toss. Lisa McGregor joins us now live to explain what happened. Lisa? Jenna, the Calgary Royals and Buffalo Wranglers battled all season to make it to playoffs, but in their quarterfinals do-or-die game against each other, it went too long into extra time for Winsport to accommodate the extra ice time with their schedule. So a hockey Calgary official made the decision to flip a coin to decide the winner. This is a look at the championship game happening right now, which the Buffaloes are playing in after winning that coin toss and then their semifinal game this morning. Last night's game with the controversial call was tied and the team was supposed to have an overtime period before a three-player shootout, but the rules allow hockey games to go into 10 minutes of overtime prior to a shootout. But Royals head coach Jarvis Bender believes there was an error made when their ice time was booked to not have extra time time in the permit. No one ended up scoring in the shootout. That's when the decision was made to have a coin toss. Winsport was asked to extend the time to finish the shootout, but Bender said they wouldn't budge due to a game scheduled afterward. A lot of parents that are uh, very angry. Um, like I said, the kids put a lot of time and effort in. Uh, the parents spend a lot of money and put a lot of time and effort in as well. Um, so obviously they were very uh, very upset. You know, for, for me, you know, it's, it's easy to stomach uh, as a coach, you know, but seeing 19 teenagers, you know, break down and they're, they're very upset because they, they couldn't decide their own out, outcome is uh, it's tough for a 26-year-old guy to, to, to see himself. I mean, the season's over. They have nothing left to play for now. And uh, it's just a difficult way to see the season end. Hockey Calgary's rules state that if teams remain tied during playoffs, an elite council official has the authority to stop or extend overtime, depending on the availability of ice. Hockey Calgary did not respond to Global Calgary's request for an interview today, but either way, the game itself is not replayable because playoffs carried on today, Jenna. Okay, so that's the story from yesterday. Now, we reached out to, to Kevin Kobelka at uh, Hockey Calgary. He wasn't uh, available for an interview, but they have put out a statement. They put out a statement today about this situation. I want to read some of it to you here. It says, Hockey Calgary and our internal partner, the Elite Council, presidents of the four elite associations, are truly disappointed in the events of the evening of Saturday, March 18th. We would like to offer our apologies to those affected and our commitment to oversee the improvement in the process moving forward. Most people in Calgary are aware ice is at a premium in Calgary. 
There was a limited amount available at key times of the day to execute our programs. At Hockey Calgary, we do not own or control the ice time within facilities in and around Calgary. We have graduated rules in place to complete games in a timely fashion and determine winners. During the regular season, we have drop clock procedures in place so that our teams vacate the ice at the correct time to allow for other users to start at their scheduled times. During the playoffs, we have simulated, similar, similar graduated rules in place in an effort to leave the ice at the proper time. The difference being at playoff time, we must declare a winner that will advance to the next round. Generally, our partner arenas are very supportive and provide some leeway in this process if we happen to extend. If we are unable to extend, we have rules in place to deal with the situation. The final rule in place for the Bantam AA playoff tournament, as determined by the elite council of Hockey Calgary, was that if a winner failed to be determined by all other means, the final outcome would be determined by a coin toss. These rules have been in place for this tournament for the previous four seasons, and we are fortunate that they've never been uh, enacted. On Saturday evening, we had a perfect storm. The game ended in a tie. No time remained on the permit. A tournament representative at the event had been in conversation with arena management most of Friday regarding other scheduling issues. The tournament representative was told by Windsport Arena Management that we would not be permitted to go one minute past our permit time, as other paying members had priority and must start on time. The game ended at approximately 9.30 p.m. on Saturday evening, with the winner scheduled to play in a semifinal at 8 a.m. Sunday morning. By Hockey Alberta rules, a provincial representative from Calgary had to be declared by the end of the day, Sunday, March 19th, to represent us at the provincial championship, therefore not providing us the ability to delay games and reschedule. So based on these factors, the tournament representative at the game followed the rules. Much like the players, coaches, and fans, and other members of the Calgary community were extremely dismayed on how this game concluded. Once again, raises the issue of the lack of ice that is available in our community at peak times. Moving forward, Hockey Calgary will continue to work with our associations, council, and arena partners to determine how can we improve the system and avoid a similar situation in the future. So, that's in the rules. They just say it's unfortunate that it had to come to that. So one text here already says, Rob, blame Windsport. My experience in dealing with them has been less than satisfactory. Could have been resolved in minutes via a shootout. Another one here says, flip a coin. Even if each team got to pick three skaters in the fastest lap around the ice, that would have been better. This just leaves one team feeling helpless and cheated. Right? Yeah, you would think a, a shootout or something could be done even within a few minutes. Just take one minute, put one minute on the clock, line up five pucks on the ice, a one blue line, five on the other blue line, both goalies are in each net, go, go, go. The team sends out shooters. Boom, boom, boom. A really quick shootout. Something. But the idea that this could not go one minute past, it's a lot of time. That's unfortunate. But I think it does speak to some of the issues around ice availability in the city. But this is a frustrating way. I think to to end a season for a team, even for the team that won, to feel as though you've earned that opportunity to go in the next round when you didn't do anything. The coin landed your way. That's it. Uh, Why are we not focusing on the facility being more lenient? Easily enough, the arena operators could have been more flexible. This is not an issue. So you go five minutes past your ice time. So what? So it's unfortunate. What do you make of this? 403-974-8255. Uh, Steve, welcome to the program. 
Well, they should have went to Final Jeopardy. That would have been better. Which of the original six teams in 1967 won the last Stanley Cup? Answer, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Wouldn't that have been more fair? But here's the real thing. You're talking about the symptom. I'm talking about the disease. In 1969, Prime Minister Trudeau changed the gambling laws to allow to raise money through a lottery system to pay for the 1976 Montreal Olympics. Proceeds also were to go to amateur athletic field houses, community associations, et cetera, et cetera, except every province, because each province gets money from the lotteries, they, that all ended up in general revenue. The last major sports complex we built was uh, either the Family Leisure Center or it was the Southland Leisure Center. We went 15 years before we built anything else. And the problem is is that the lotteries, which bring in over a billion dollars for each province, is in general revenue. And that wasn't the original um, reason to, to change the gambling laws in Canada. And there you have it. Also, I would like to see them build hockey rinks like they do tennis courts, where you would have uh, eight sheets of ice in the middle, okay, and then at the, and then the, the two outside or four outside rinks, two on each side, would have stadium city seating for tournament play, and that's that's how uh, most uh, tennis clubs are built. And then because, uh, like this game, they probably would have went with the seating. But most uh, adults who play, like you probably play around midnight to, to find ice time that's affordable. Whereas uh, if you had a, a floor the size of a Walmart, which is 100,000 square feet, except you'd have the brine lines underneath to make ice. And then uh, on each end, you have the ability to bring in the Zamboni, and the players would enter that way. And uh, then it's netting uh, around so the pucks don't come flying out. And then you could build five of these around the city for uh, $50 million bucks a pop. And then you would have, uh, what's, uh, like 20 sheets of ice times 500 sheets of ice, and then you, would, uh, you would, um, wouldn't have this ice time problem. And that's exactly what we're talking about, trying to find ice. Because a lot of people are ending up in Carstairs and Didsbury and Nanton just to find ice. I know uh, I do houses up in Spruce Grove, and they go to Onaway to find ice, which is about 40 minutes away. Even in a community as small as uh, Spruce Grove has trouble finding ice. Yeah. No, Steve, I, I got it. Yeah, look, there, there's a nice crunch issue, right? And that's what Hockey Calgary says. Um, I, I don't know that outdoor rinks, any kind of outdoor rinks, are really the solution. Obviously, uh, we know the weather here can make that really unreliable. I don't know that there would have been any functional outdoor rinks uh, available this past weekend. So how do we get more rings built? Right? And where are they going to go? And I remember we had the, the issue recently with the, the new rec center that opened, that it was not freeing up, as Hockey Calgary felt, enough time for minor hockey. Too much of that prime ice time was going to paid men's leagues. 403-974-8255, what you make of how this was resolved, how maybe it could have been resolved. This is really, I think, an unfortunate way to end a, a Bantam AA playoff game, to have a coin toss. We're back with more right after this. All right, welcome back. Well, yeah, I was playing some shinny Saturday night out in Crossfield in that cold, cold arena out there. Uh, we went on at uh, 945. Uh, there was nothing on before us. In fact, we were the only thing on the board. I don't even know if there was anything Saturday at the Crossfield Arena. must have been something during the day. Uh, but, yeah, there, there was some available ice out there, that's for sure. Anyway, let's uh, go to the phones. Dan, welcome to the program. 
Hey, Rob. I'm just uh, curious if there's any sort of triage when it comes to the games being played. Like if some guys are on a tournament game and then you got a bunch of old retired guys uh, playing rec hockey, do they like put it in any sort of order where, you know what I mean, the, the tournament guys can get a little extra time if they need or what? Well, you know, see, that's what I don't get because you, you, I, I thought for playoff games you schedule it so you allow for that possibility of overtime. And if the game ends in regulation, then fine. you got a bit of a gap between that and, and the next ice time. So I, I don't know how that happened in the first place, but Winsport was pretty insistent. Uh, the next group, they had paid for that ice and they were going to get it on time and there's no way that game was going to go even a minute past. So that's what I'm confused by. The, I guess yeah. the other question is, when the game was tied, if the game was tied with five minutes left, why not just drop the clock and if you know you're going to run out of time, say, okay, the game's over, it's now overtime in these last five minutes we have, right? Or, or to yeah, do something or, or like could, that. Could they not, uh, uh, like this might be the simplest thing, couldn't they have turned to the next guys and said, do you mind if we take an extra five minutes? Like to me it seems like they were looking at rule books instead of talking to the humans that were standing across from them. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? yeah I, I don't know. I yeah, it may be. It may be the like next I, I don't play yeah. I don't play hockey myself, but if you were approached and said, Hey, you know, these kids are on a final game, do you mind if they have five more minutes? Would that depress your team? I don't know. Like I don't play hockey, so I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. I would think so, because even if you go on five minutes late, if you still get that five minutes at the end, if you can then go five minutes late, you still get all the ice time you paid for. Exactly. I'm not sure why it why it has to be such such an issue. So, Danielle, it's a good question. Appreciate the phone call. Um, I don't know if the next group were the ones making a stink, or I don't know if Winsport just they, they drew a line in the sand, regardless of what the next group thought. Uh, let's see what Jason has to say. Jason, go ahead. Hey, Rob, how you doing today? Good, good to thanks. talk to you. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, my again, much to follow that up. You know, I I have a kid in Bantam, and I play I play senior men's hockey. There is no way that that group that's going on after and is watching this wants that game to end that way. There, no. There, there is no way. Like a, a, a good quality, high-level double-A Bantam game, you know, and you have a bunch of 40-somethings or 30-somethings sitting there watching, they, they, somebody's got to ask that question because I'm sure those, those men that were coming on after did not, want, did not want a game to end that way. And I think, you know, if, 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 if that's Winsport's easy answer, you know, path of least resistance is to blame it on the group behind, you know, as opposed to, to looking in the mirror and finishing that way. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, certainly that's, that's no way to end, uh, to end, to have someone season end. We're not just talking about a regular season game. That's a, that's a team that's, that's fighting to go to provincials. Right. To have it end that way is you, you can't even explain that, but hockey Calgary, they, they have their rules. You know, they've, it, it looks like they followed everything to to their protocol, but yeah. the arena the arena operators, you know, just like your previous caller said, you got to talk to the humans instead of looking at your appointment books and and your policies and have somebody advocating for you. Just like if you're using the healthcare system, you got to be your biggest advocate. Right. Um, I live here in southern Alberta, man. We got we got lots of ice. Like you know, we're we're 90 minutes south of Calgary, but we have. We have teams coming from Calgary all the time. You know, we it, it's, you've just got to get those organizers have to look and think outside the box. We have we have weekends where we have an arena sitting sitting empty and unused. Yeah, there you go. I think there's a lot of that. Jason, appreciate the phone call. Uh, someone else texted to say, "Hey, I've played racket wind sport. At the end of your allotted time, the refs just walk off the ice. Regardless, it's all about the the dollars for them, not the game." 
right? And look, this isn't the rules. That's true. And obviously, you can't have a game go all night. I mean, even if you say this is going to go to a shootout. If nobody wins the shootout, I mean, shootouts, theoretically, can, can go on endlessly. If everyone keeps missing, where everyone keeps scoring, it's got to end at some point. So this is meant to be a last resort. It's just unfortunate it was employed so quickly here. All right, another quick break. Back with more right after this. Welcome back. Uh, This one says, let's just default to the coin toss for every game. Why bother playing it? Uh, Someone else says, uh, Rob, I pulled my team out of the Windsport Beer League because it's expensive and the administration treats you poorly. Not a fan at all. I would think. Again, I don't know who was set to go on after. I I assume it was some adult beer league. You would want those kids to finish up. Just say, you know, go a couple more rounds in the shootout or something, guys. We'll give you five minutes. You don't want it to end that way. So it's unfortunate that it did. Uh, Back to... No? There we go. Anyway, right up against the top of the hour. But a lot more time for your calls coming up uh, in our next hour. Uh, So we'll see what comes of this. And maybe it's incidents like this that prove to be some kind of an impetus to to getting more uh, more ice rinks. So we'll see. But Hockey Calgary's not happy about it either. So that's interesting. After 2 o'clock, we're going to get into the issue of stem cells. Some of the promise that stem cell research holds uh, in the medical world, but how that's being, I think, exploited in a lot of cases. So, so what are the facts and what are the, what's the hype when it comes to stem cells? A story last week where we heard of three women going blind after pursuing stem cell therapy. A pretty awful story. So we'll get into that coming up after 2 o'clock. Tim Caulfield uh, from the University of Alberta will join us. Uh, later on, we'll talk about the perception anyway and the debate sparked by that, that there is a, a double standard in the workplace and women are being forced to dress a certain way, an uncomfortable way, for reasons of appearance. So it's gone just beyond restaurants and, and bars where there's uh, controversy around short skirts and high heels. It's something that, that all workplaces need to talk about. We'll get into that after 2.30. More time for your calls as well. Our final hour straight ahead. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge starting at 12.30 on News Talk 770 Calgary.